We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The other, the, the last part of this that I want to discuss, Ryan, is the Notre Dame fit and how he fits into what we've seen and what landing him mean, mean what we think it means to what we might see differently. But just as far as what Notre Dame has been, what we know Notre Dame does, how do you see this fit? Things that you believe, even you know, thinking ahead to what the second part will be, Ryan, of what we think this offense is going to look like. What parts of what we've seen that we believe are certainly going to continue moving forward? How does he yep. fit into the Notre Dame offense, and how does he he impact the things that we believe are going to be staples of Notre Dame offense? So I, I want to I want to get your thoughts on that, Ryan. Kind of a two point two part type of question there on that one. Sure. Well, I I think for me the Notre Dame offense is still going to function from in the pocket, right? You're not going to there's going to be times where you're going to move the pocket, whether it's a roll out to something easy to, you know, to, on the run. And and I think that both those implications fit Riley very well because he is a pocket kid at heart, but also he is a guy that structurally can work on the move outside of the structure as well. And we saw, I mean, the best parts of some things that we saw down the stretch for Notre Dame against like Wake Forest was a lot of the play action game. Right. And I think that structurally, if that's something that you are really implementing different types of play action, different looks out of it, ball handling stuff. I think that that could fit Riley as well, because that's only going to be strengthened by a run game. That's only going to be structured by a quarterback that can get on the move a little bit and then reset his platform in a different capacity than what he started to play out in. So I think that the ability to work in the pocket, the ability to get the pocket on the move a little bit, the play action game, all of those things, I think, structurally fit Notre Dame. And then I also saw Notre Dame run a lot of inside zone this year, obviously. And I think that that is going to fit Riley Leonard because all you're going to do out of it now is maybe have a little bit more read off of it yeah. and a little bit more it of that quarterback it. run threat. Yeah, Right. It enhances it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ryan, I want to. I, I, I'm glad you went into that because that's the big thing. Yeah. I think he enhances the run game, and I don't even mean just from him running. I mean, he enhances the run game because you can now get to inside zone in a lot more different ways now with Riley Leonard as your quarterback. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask you this from a defensive standpoint. Yep. How difficult is it to defend sort of a tackle-to-tackle -tackle run game when you have a quarterback that can run and an offense that utilizes perimeter RPOs? What challenges right. does that present that maybe we didn't see from Notre Dame this year from an enhancement standpoint, looking at it from the defensive standpoint? Well, I mean, it's, it's deflating for the guys that are inside players that their responsibility is always that inside run, right? The guy, the interior, the, we used to call them, you know, the, you know, the interior defensive linemen. And then obviously the, the linebackers, like that's the responsibility to stop that inside run game. The people that it puts in the huge conflict though, from a run game perspective are, you know, it used to be a, Sam linebacker back in the day. Now we just call them rovers and overhangs and whatever the heck other you know ter terminology you want to put on them. But it puts those guys in the conflict because they are the guys that are going to slow read on the front or the back side, and they are going to determine I'm going to condense down into the box and then help to fight that inside run game, or I'm going to completely just keep my attention on the quarterback and there's going to be one less player in the box as well. So it's going to put that guy in the conflict a ton. And then from a defensive back perspective, if I'm a safety or if I'm a corner from the RPO perspective, again, you are a pass first football player. But after you read your key and you're like, oh, it looks like run here. And then all of a sudden, Riley Leonard pulls it and throws the football or keeps it, then pulls it and throw the football. You're putting them into conflict as well at that position. So that's the old, that's the whole thing with the option is whether it's a triple option or it's the read option or it's power read or whatever the heck you're running that has an option off of it or PO game, you're trying to make guys guess wrong at the end of the day. You're trying to make those, those overhang defenders or the defensive backs, you're trying to make them wrong or inside linebackers. Even at times you can read those guys as well, obviously. So you're trying to make those guys wrong. So it's, it's all about putting players into conflict and making them guess wrong because that's why the option is run. And I think that for me, like that is a very debilitating thing because if I'm a middle linebacker that is 
just killing the inside run game, killing it, killing it, killing it. And then all of a sudden, there's one pull off the backside where Riley Leonard takes a 25, 30 yards, and it had nothing to do with me making a mistake on that play. It's debilitating at times. Right. So it's about putting guys in a conflict, but also putting guys into a situation where you're just, you feel like you have no yeah. answer to stopping this. The reality is, is most running teams, you only have to account for 10. You have yeah. 11 to account for their 10. When an offense can even it up 11 and 11, that makes it more difficult. You have to rely on just our dudes are better than their dudes. That's what you have to rely on at that yeah. point in time. And that's not often the case for Notre Dame. And, and the other part too, Ryan, as, as you mentioned, here, here's the end result of what Ryan's talking about. What can happen when you're defending a quarterback like this is uncertainty. Because you have to have a lot of different types of calls. You can't just run the same thing every time or it becomes easy to defend. But it creates uncertainty. Oh, am I am I going here? Am I going here? And what it does is it naturally creates to me, and what I've seen breaking down film and, and studying these things, with these, it creates more mistakes when you have to defend a team that can do all those things. And we've seen it even with a guy like Brandon Wimbush. I've pointed this out time and time again. How many times did Josh Adams or Dexter Williams or Deion McIntosh or Tony Jones run untouched up the middle? And yeah. and and because you got Brandon. Now, sometimes it's because Quentin Nelson destroyed somebody or Alex Bars destroyed somebody or Mike McGlinchey or Sam Mustafer or Robert Hainsey or, or Tommy Kramer were doing a great job blocking, right? That was obviously part of it. But, you know, I I, I point to the 80-yard touchdown run that, that – uh, that Josh Adams had against USC. You want a perfect example of what we're talking about here and what Ryan's talking about. It One mistake by one defender is the difference between a five-yard gain and an 80-yard touchdown. Because one guy who sometimes has to defend the back, sometimes has to defend the quarterback, makes a mistake, and he's he steps out, and all of a sudden Josh Adams is right up the seam for an untouched 80-yard touchdown. That does not happen this year at Notre Dame. You have to block it perfectly like they did against NC State. You saw a lot of those type of runs from Josh Adams in 2017, where yeah. that's not to take anything away from Josh Adams. He read the play, hit it, and, and ran fast. It's just it 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 really can create mistakes, and one mistake can be you were you come down too aggressively, you weren't supposed to, and I'm throwing it behind your head to Bo Collins or Deion Colsey or Chris Mitchell or Jaden Greathouse or tight end, right? Um, you bite down too hard, and I've got Jeremiah running a wheel route out of the backfield out of my 21 personnel. And all of a sudden, I got a big play. I think back to the Chris Tyree touchdown uh, from Tyler Buckner in 2022 against, uh, was it Toledo? I believe it was Toledo, yeah. where they run a little zone. Tyler starts working outside. It's clearly passed, but the cornerback sees Tyler Buckner getting out of the pocket. He's thinking, I got to go tackle Tyler Buckner. And all of a sudden, he lets Chris Tyree run right by him. Tyler throws it over his head. Easy 55-yard touchdown. Those yep. things don't happen with Jack Cohn or Sam Hartman, a quarterback. And that's not a knock on him. It's just because you have to – you don't – if Jack Cohn gets outside the pocket, your thought as a corner is what, Ryan? Keep covering. Keep covering. Yeah. Keep covering. Yeah. It's not the case when you've got a quarterback like this. And so then if you do keep covering, he can tug and run for 12, 15 yards. And if you come up, he can throw it. So it just it just creates more potential mistakes by yes. the defense. Mm -hmm. I would also not be surprised, Ryan, if we if we look forward to what's going to be and we'll kind of transition to what we think what this means for the offense, how we think this offense is going to be different. And I think the first thing we're going to see that's going to be different is a little bit increased tempo. Now, I don't mean that they're going to now all of a sudden go from what they were to like North Carolina under Longo or Oregon under Chip Kelly or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But there's going to be a need to, to, to 
be more of a normal pace as opposed to the slowdown pace that we saw this year. Because when you have a quarterback like this and you're going to be more of a read zone team and an RPO team and those type of things, because those are two things we anticipate seeing more of, you want to run more plays. It benefits you to run more plays for exactly what we were just talking about. The more plays you run, the more opportunities there is mistakes by the other team. Whereas when you're running an offense with a Jack Cone, with a Sam Hartman, you're more looking for we need efficiency and perfection as opposed to what you're going to see here. So to me, three big differences that we're going to see, increased tempo. Again, I'm not saying they're going to be up-tempo, just increased tempo from where they were. I think we'll see a little less huddling at times than what we've seen now. And you're also going to see more – you're going to see the, the same run game that we've seen, duo, inside zone, outside zone, counters, same stuff we've seen. But now you're going to see it blocked a little differently, especially from the backside. And then also, Ryan, you're going to see more RPOs as part of this offense. Yeah. You don't recruit the players you're recruiting and this quarterback if you're not going to do that. And to me, this is this is the biggest thing is you 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 you. I just don't think these coaches are stupid. I don't, sure. and I don't understand why you would recruit a Riley Leonard if you don't plan and Deuce Knight. Because those are the only two quarterbacks Jared Parker's – the staff has recruited with Jared Parker as the OC. That's it. C.J. Carr was already in the class. They love C.J. Doesn't change anything. They love Kenny. Don't, don't, for, but, don't forget about Anthony Rezac, man. Don't about uh, missing him. Well, but no, <laughs> that's, that's a, a fair point, Ryan, because what is Anthony yeah. Rezac? He's an athlete. Well, correct, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, okay, we'll throw him in there too. We've seen three quarterbacks be recruited for Notre Dame. One's a transfer, one's a scholarship kids, one's a walk-on, a preferred walk-on that they really like. And what can all of them do? Run. Run. Yeah, and they are all are, guys can can be dynamic in the RPO game, so you just don't recruit that if you're not going to run those things. And and if you want to say, well, what where's Jar, Jared Parker ever run RPOs? He did it at Penn State with Ricky Rain. He did it at Duke with David Cutcliffe when they had Daniel Jones at quarterback. Because people right. forget two years in the two years that he was at Duke, the quarterbacks because Daniel Jones got hurt one year and he got replaced by Quentin Harris for a couple games. Their quarterbacks ran for over 1,100 yards and had 17 rushing touchdowns in those two seasons. And Daniel Jones is not the playmaker with his legs that Riley Leonard is. Just not. Sure. Sure. Right? He could run and hurt you with his legs, but he, he's not as dynamic as Riley. And then at Penn State, they, they even had over 400 rushing yards with Sean Clifford, and they ran a lot of RPOs there, too. Sneaky so we athlete, have man. Right. We have, seen him in, we've had, we have seen him in offenses that do that. I yep. just don't think as a coach – you make the decisions you make to recruit the players you're recruiting if you're going to run what you ran in 2023. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. So I think this is the beginning of that transition to – and now, Kenny Minchie can run that offense. C.J. Carr can run that offense. You, you, you take some of the quarterback mobility out of it. You're not going to have those guys running as much, but Kenny Minchie can run a read zone and keep it around the backside from time to time. C.J. Carr can certainly do that. We see him do that. But they can now they can also be great RPO quarterbacks. And so you yep. may see the quarterback designed runs change a little bit, but the other things to me stick no matter who's at quarterback, whether it's Riley Leonard or Deuce Knight or a Kenny Minchie or CJ Carr. They all need to be, they all fit the transition that we believe they're going to be making offensively. They're still going to be pro style. They're still going to do some cer certain things, but this is going to be a team to me, Ryan, that you're going to see more quarterback stuff too with Riley Leonard, more RPOs and a blocking scheme. That's just a little bit more multiple 
because of what a quarterback like that brings to the table. I think that to me is yeah. is is clear as day that we're going to see those changes to me. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving... Give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Well, I mean, you would certainly hope so, right? I mean, you already put laid out there's a little bit of proof there that that is where they're moving. And I know obviously you've you know had conversations with people you know close to the program that that is always what it sounded like as soon as Jared Parker was going to be named the offensive coordinator of where they wanted to move to. So you're not going to have Notre Dame is going to have things aligned this year more for what I think their offensive identity wants to be. Now it's about execution and developments. Are you able to put a good plan in place and are you able to put players in a proper position? This is the toys that you want, right? These are the guys that you want. This is the players you want. Now it's about Notre Dame from a staff perspective, offensively developing and capitalizing on putting guys in the right position. Mm -hmm. Ryan, you know, when I, when I look at it, 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 I remember that first conversations I had with you when I had talked to the different sources about this is what ultimately they want to do on offense. Oh yeah. Sounds really good. And then we saw we saw a decent amount of it in the spring. I mean, when you think about how they, you know, the spring game downfield, a lot of RPOs and things like that. But then we get to the fall, and we really just don't see much of it. We at just all. we yeah. hardly see any of it all. And then yeah. we get to the last two games, and you see a lot more of it. The last, you know, three of the last four games, Clemson game, they didn't do it. They did a decent amount of it against Pitt. They did a decent amount of this stuff against Wake and against Wake for against Stanford. Obviously, you're not seeing the, the the quarterback running stuff in there, but you did see a lot more of the RPOs and the different things that they did. So we started to get a little bit of a glimpse of it, but it's like, look, I don't know for a fact they're going to do this, guys. I don't. I haven't sat down with Marcus Freeman or Jared Parker, and they've told me, look, this is what our offense is going to look like now. I'm simply looking at this. like The, 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 the intel that I got, the conversations I've had over the last year since Jared Parker was hired with different people, and what they envision this team being. And then I look at who they recruit at running back, at tight end, at wide receiver. I mean, think about the two tight ends they've landed since Jared Parker's taken over. Jack Larson and James Flanagan. Now, they're different players. They can both block. James Flanagan has a lot more blocking potential, but they're both guys that you're only recruiting because you want to have an impact pass catchers in some regard in in the throwing game, right? And then you look at the receivers and – and the different players that they've gone after at receiver. That well, even, after at, even at 
even a tight end, I know he decommitted, but even Nate Roberts is a, you right. know, a perfect example of that as well. So, Pass catcher yeah. first, exactly. You don't and, do and they, that. And they made a, made a deep run at uh, Corder Nelson as well. So, yeah, right. there's a lot exactly. of – Who's a hybrid receiver tight end guy? You look at rec- yeah. running back. You know, the guys that they're looking at at running back, Justin Thurman, Daniel Anderson, and and Keen, yep. and, and uh, uh, I keep going to say Kyron Williams because he reminds me so much of Ky- Kyron Williams. Aeneas Williams. Uh, Aeneas Williams. <laughs> yes. uh, but, you know, all those guys. Now, Aeneas was recruited before Jared got yep. here, but they, they could have easily pushed him out of the class like they did with Cedric Irvin if he didn't fit what they do. I actually right. think he fits more into what they want to do now than the, even the offense he played in before, to be honest with you, Ryan. But you look at all those guys, and they're all guys to me that can can be impactful in space in some ways. You know, Daniel Anderson is not going to be a guy that catches fifty balls, but Daniel Anderson to me is a really could be a really good screen back, yeah. a guy that's a good check down back can bring to the things to the table. Justin Thurman's a guy you want to get into space in different ways, so it all fits a transition away from what we saw into what we heard at the beginning, like who they've recruited, Ryan, it just makes way more sense that they want to be what we've been told they want to be as opposed to what we've seen. But that also is what makes it a challenge because we've been told these things. We see these very clear, you know, these aren't like, like, these aren't like slight tea leaves or just, you know, these are like ET Reese's pieces leading you right where you need to go. Right. I mean, it seems pretty Mm -hmm. obvious to me that this is what they want to do, but we have to also look at what they did. And what they did does not really necessarily fit who they're recruiting. So this is what we believe is going to happen. And I think Riley Leonard more than – because with Deuce Knight, if it was just Deuce, say, look, every school recruits kids they probably shouldn't have. I mean, why did Jimbo Fisher recruit the the, um, uh, uh, Kellen Mond? A kid didn't fit what, what he normally does. Every coach makes mistakes that way. But when you consider Deuce plus Riley Leonard, to me, it kind of like it's like putting that final piece into a puzzle. You're like, oh, that's what that is, right? Like, it's not the final piece into a puzzle. It's the what I mean is like the piece that you know when you're doing a puzzle. I don't know if you've ever done a puzzle, Ryan, but yeah. you know you, you start to get enough pieces together. We're like, oh, I now think I, I now know what that is, right? right. And so you, it's like it's oh okay, and now I know where I'm going. And then the rest of it's just like it's cooking, man. Like you're okay now. We're, we're good here. And that's what I think these decisions are. And I think Riley Leonard's the final piece of that puzzle is, is why are, if you're a team that wants to, to turn into just running the football and ground and pound, why is Riley Leonard, Chris Mitchell, Bo Collinger, three big offseason targets? Why? You have plenty of depth for the type of offense we saw at times this year, of just running the football and being slow and limiting. You don't need 10, 11, 12 receivers for that. You don't need Chris Mitchell for that. You don't need yeah. Riley Leonard for that. So to me, it tells me that that they're looking to be something different, and sure. that fires me up because I, I I ultimately think that is what is needed for Notre Dame to really become that that dynamic offense it needs to be to not just put up big numbers against the teams that aren't good, which they did impressively this year, but also against the teams that 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 are good. I mean, if you look at Notre Dame, Notre Dame was around, I think it was like 40, 45 points per game, something like that, and they're nine wins, Ryan. And I'm talking about just offensive points. I'm actually going to count that up real quick. But those are the things to me when I look at this football team, Ryan, I say, boy, you, you've got you've to be that way. You've got to be that way, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I think that we are moving past the stone age of, you know, just being able to run the football and winning games that way. Like, that's just not how – 
in the sense of just strictly running football, no creativity in the passing game, like that's dead at this point. It is. You need to be able to have a diverse skill set offensively. And I think Riley Leonard, I think Deuce Knight, I think those types of guys, CJ Carr, I, I think that those guys can bring that ability to an offense where you have to open it up a little bit, man. You can't be completely just a very simplistic and boring approach. Cause at the end of the day, if you are that way, one, it's going to be hard to continue to recruit at the level you are. It's going to be hard to continue to, to convince the CJ cars of the world, the deuce Knights come the world to of the world to come to the program that, that functions that way for one. And for two, you're going to put a cap on your team. I think that's the biggest thing for me this year is I think there was a little bit of a cap against the bigger games. You know, you you could do this against Pitt. You could do this against Wake Forest. But against a really good defense that matters, against a team that, you know, could contend for a Big Ten championship, it could potentially make a playoff run if things roll the right way against Michigan. You need to be able to have the same type of explosive potential against those types of teams. And you can't you upping your upside is one thing, but also raising the floor is another. And I think that you need both of those aspects offensively in order for Notre Dame to take it to the next level. So I'm looking at these numbers, Ryan. And and so this is there, there's there's two ways to me to evaluate this. Number one is obviously your team numbers, and then two is your offensive numbers. And so I I if you look at where Notre Dame was in their nine wins this season, they were at just do the math here real quick. They were at, uh, no, that's not right. Hold on a second. Uh, I did it divided by 12. Notre Dame this year, I was correct, averaged 45.8 points per game in their nine wins. They averaged 41.2 offensive points in those games. But here's the problem. 14 points in a loss to Ohio State, 20 points in a loss to Louisville, including late scores and garbage time, and then 23 points against Clemson. It's not good enough. Right. So to me, to be a team that can be dynamic against those teams that you're better than, but also dynamic against the best teams you've got to play, the AMs, the USC's, the Louisville's, the Ohio State's, the Georgia's, the Michigan's, the Alabama's, team, Texas's, teams like that, you've got to be able to score against them as well. And yeah. to me, these changes that we have seen personnel wise, right? We know they're going to have a more dynamic quarterback at Notre Dame next year. We don't know how they're necessarily going to use them. We can project, but we don't know. We know they're trying to recruit more dynamic personnel at running back and wide receiver. We don't know how they're going to use them per se, but we know that, that they're recruiting them. So when you look at what they've landed from a talent standpoint and what we project to be the changes in emphasis, not, not overhauls, because you need to overhaul your system. You need to, you need to enhance your system. That's what we're asking. We're not saying Notre Dame, scrap that offense and go run with Oregon. Did. No, we're saying there's a lot of good in what you're doing offensively, but you need to enhance it with this, this, and this. And that's what we're talking about. And so if they do that with the talent they're bringing in, this is why you start getting fired up because I don't have to wait two years for the quarterback to figure it out, the young quarterbacks to figure it out. You've got a chance to have a really dynamic, explosive offense next year that can do damage against even the better teams in your schedule if you can coach it up and, and get it going. And that's what a guy like Riley Leonard brings to the table. He really does. And that's why I think you will see a transition to where they will enhance the offense. That's and, and that's what gets me fired up, right? Absolutely. So yeah. that's going to do it for our breakdown of Riley Leonard. We are going to do a mailbag here. You kind of guys can ask whatever questions you want. You can ask, you, you can talk about whatever, you can give a comment, whatever the case may be. And we'll, uh, 
we're we're gonna have some fun here real quick. So uh, it's it's a very good day. If you're if you're yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm 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 fired up, Ryan. I think this is this is an example of will it work? I don't know. Just yeah. like with right with Sam Hartman, I didn't know if it was gonna work, but Notre Dame took their shot, and they're taking their shot with Riley Leonard. And 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 so what you're what you're getting is remember what we complained about under Brian Kelly. There's always this well wait till next year mentality, and we were always every year we were promised well it's gonna be better next year, and then you get to next year and it's like well, well hold on a second now here's this excuse why we can't win wait till next year. This is not what Marcus Freeman's mentality is. He's not, well, let's rebuild in 2024 with young, you know, it's no, we've got a shot to win. We've got great young talent. Let's enhance it with some here, 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 and here. And we're going to take our shot. And that's exactly what we're seeing with this type of move. It's a take your shot move. I don't know if it's going to work out or not, but honestly, I I don't know that there's a quarterback in the portal that I would have rather had than Riley Leonard. That includes if Michael Pratt would have jumped in. I mean, I, I would take my... I, I know Michael Pratt's a big time NFL prospect. I, you know, from what I'm told, I don't know that for a fact. Ryan, you could correct me if I'm I wrong. Like but yeah, to me, Riley Leonard to me is a guy that um is a guy that to me is I would rather have him with what I think Notre Dame is going to do and be than anybody sure. else in the portal. Uh that's fair. that that's my that's my take. So we'll for get sure. to the mailbag next, folks. Do us a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. We would love it if you're listening via podcast platform, whether you're listening to any platform, including Spotify, whatever the case may be. We are on Spotify for those who uh, who use Spotify. Uh, give us a five-star review. Greatly appreciate it. And, of course, sign up for the message boards at boardsourcebreakdown.com. We finally found a at least a temporary fix for the site, so it is moving a lot faster today, which we're very excited about. But uh, we'll hope to have a permanent fix in place here very, very soon. And so thanks to my team for getting all that that uh, taken care of. But we're going to go to the mailbag next, folks. But we appreciate you being with us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.